Welcome to another episode of the ABLE podcast. My name is Courtney and I'm so excited because I have another Courtney here with us today. Courtney Hughes and she is here to share a little bit of her story with us which we'll get into in a minute. So Courtney, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. You're my first in-person recording session. It's so exciting. We're getting back to some kind of normal here. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Especially after having COVID, you're our first visitor. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels good to be here. Courtney, if you could share a little bit about yourself to the listeners. Okay, well, my name is Courtney Hughes. Um, I am a new mom. My We just had a little boy. We named him Roman James. Um, he's a little peanut, so he's really come in and shaken up our lives a little bit, but for the best. <laughs> um, I'm a hairstylist. Um, we live in the Chicago area, my fiance and I, and we're actually really excited. We're finally going to get married in March. Yes. So, <laughs> so we have a lot of exciting things coming up. Um, and yeah, just kind of living the life, going through the motions as a new mom and learning every day. Yes. I love that. Well, I'm so glad you're here. And I'm really excited for the topic. I don't know if excited is the right word, but I'm really looking forward to talking about um, the subject of divorce because you are going to dive in deep with us on a topic that not a lot of people talk about. Right. I think it's something that, you know, people are even shocked when they hear that I've been through that because I'm not very old and. You know, it's just something that is not talked about enough, and hopefully this brings a little bit more awareness to the topic, just to let others know that, you know, there's other people out there, and it's going to be okay. Yes. I love that, and thank you. (laughs) So, honestly, we can just dive in from the start. If you want to talk about, like, when you got married first and what that experience was like. All right. Yeah. I mean, for starters... I was married at a very young age, right right out of high school. So, you know, when you're 18 and you get married, you you really don't even know who you are. Um, But I was young and thought I was in love. A lot of people can probably relate to this. Um, I feel like it's very common in the military to have relationships that do start at a young age and people get married really quick and and that's okay. And sometimes it works out and then sometimes it does not. Mm Mm-hmm. But when you feel trapped and you feel alone, it's it's a lot. So um, my ex-husband went to the same high school as me. We, you know, we met through mutual friends. We, we dated for a little bit. We got married really quick. Um, this was all back in the height of Afghanistan and Iraq. Crazy times. Cra- yeah, crazy times. I mean, 2011 yeah. to 2012, um, I was just so young and truly remember my mom even standing there at the top of the stairs that I was about to walk down and was like, Courtney, you don't have to do this. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I do. And then I don't condone underage drinking. I chugged some wine and I walked down the aisle. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately it did end in a divorce and that's why we're here. So yeah, I mean, everybody has their own journey and this is a little bit of mine. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for sharing with us because, uh, I mean, like you said, like no one talks about this. And you hear of people getting divorced, but I feel like it's such a stigma and no one tells their story or shares anything about it. Especially Mm -hmm. the, I've, it's interesting, like the military and you've, you do hear of a lot of kids getting married. I mean, you you were not yeah, necessarily yeah, like a like, child, but you were like a kid. Absolutely. I mean, people say it all the time. You don't, people, we're, we're confused why even um, kids have to decide what they want to do at 18 and go into college and pick, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know what you want. And a lot of people associate marriage with then you have babies and then you do this and then you mm-hmm. do that. So, you know, people are just, even at 18, I was asked, oh, so you got married. So when are you going to have a kid? Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow. I didn't even know what I was even getting into just being married, Yeah. let alone, you know, having babies, which, you know, looking back now, what I know these days, yeah. I'm very happy that, yeah. you know, babies didn't come out of that, but, but truly it was such a whirlwind and it's now a beautiful story that can help somebody else, but going through it was very, very hard. Yeah. And I think the true theme of my marriage and divorce is toxicity. I mean, it was a toxic relationship and, you know, just realizing the toxicity Mm -hmm. and getting out of that and overcoming that, Yeah, I think is huge. So crazy. I know. And in the moment you think that it's all blissful. Yeah. I mean, truly the way I'll just, I'll cut into a funny story because (laughs) this is hilarious. I think (laughs) looking back, I mean, you can just tell how immature we were. The reason or the day that we got engaged I remember him bringing home a ring, but I had like texted him and said I had a bad day at work and he thought it would make me happy to get a ring, but he, that's how he proposed. And he put the ring in the microwave and he brought it in from outside and said, Hey, there's something from in the microwave. And I was like, Oh, did you bring it in from outside? I truly thought there was like some kind of like spider or like a snake in there. And it was a ring. And that's literally, I had to open the microwave to find a ring and the, Wow. That is the story of how we got engaged. I Seven mean, times. That's crazy. <laughs> Nick did a little bit better. <laughs> Praise me. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, oh. child. That's yeah. Crazy. So if you don't think that, you know, it's just funny, like the maturity level, you can just tell a common theme. Like we were way too young to dive into that. Yeah. And I wouldn't even consider it a mistake now. I've said that before, but at this point, it's a it's all part of your journey and yeah. it's formed growth. Mm-hmm. So I can't even call it a mistake anymore. It's just kind of, that's a funny thing to look back on, even yeah. though the toxicity was not funny. Oh yeah. Well, let's talk about that because that could happen no matter what age or relationship you are in. It can be toxic. And I mean, you might've been the only person that saw that. Like, what was that like for you? Well, it is hard because you're blinded when you're in the relationship. You think, or you even tell yourself to not think of it or see it in a bad light. Mm -hmm. You try to push that to the side and you try to be just positive about it. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, the reality sometimes is that it's so toxic. Mm -hmm. Um, Me personally, you know, there was times where he was gone at training or gone, you know, doing things for the military. Um you know, you don't know when they're coming back or, or you do, but it's still a long time. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to even just be toxic. We were just talking about this. Mm -hmm. It's not one size fits all. It doesn't mean that like you have to go, like abuse is very broad. There's emotional abuse, there's verbal abuse, there's physical abuse. It's not one size fits fits all. So for Mm -hmm. every relationship, it's a little bit different. Um, 
for me, I experienced pretty much all of it in different realms of mm-hmm. it. Um, and whether it was minor or severe in the moment, it's all still needs to be acknowledged. Yeah. It doesn't matter. you. And once you figure that out, it feels, you feel horrible about yourself, but mm-hmm. it, the fact that you realize it means that you can start your growth. Yeah. It's taken lots of therapy to get to that point, but here we are on the flip side. So just being in the relationship, you have to like kind of feel the signs out. Yeah. When he was away, it was more of like the verbal or the emotional abuse. You know, mm-hmm. things would be said that were very manipulative or controlling even. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you have to really just dig deep to be like, you know what? I don't want to be treated like that. No, yeah. And though it took maybe not as long as other relationships for me to realize that because I was very young when I got divorced and mm-hmm. we were only married for a little while, it's still something to be said that it's really hard to walk away from. Yeah. Well, because that was your whole life too, at that time in your life. Yeah. I mean, when when your whole life is set up around this young marriage and you think you're in love and then you have people from the outside. I mean, I was not just getting judged in one light either. I was mm-hmm. getting judged for being married young. I was getting judged for like rushing into a military relationship. Mm-hmm. I was being asked like when I'm going to have babies, like all these things on such a young, delicate, like mindset. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was literally walking into this blind. Yeah. And the fact that people, you know, it made me feel like I needed to stay in it because people were judging me on the flip side, even Mm -hmm. saying, you know, why did you get married so young? Or you're too young to do this. It's going to fail. You want to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I had to sit there and realize that they, they were probably right. I was married way too young. And it wasn't going to work out. And I had to recognize the toxicity that was brought to the table before I could walk away. Yeah, yeah. It was like a journey within yourself before you could even address the situation. Yeah. And honestly, to come to that realization took time. Yeah. I mean, it was like a process over months. Every rude thing that was said cut deeper Mm -hmm. and deeper and deeper. And then... You know, you come out in the end and, you know, the only, you can, you can take it one way or the other. You can either walk away or you can see in it and keep feeling like that. Yeah. And I finally got to the point where truly I was maybe a little bit lucky because it ultimately came down to being given an ultimatum and it was either divorce or do something that I completely disagreed with, mm-hmm. which is a, a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, and we can go into that in a second. Yeah. But you know, like mine might have been a little bit easier with him making a ultimate decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but just being in the moment, just knowing that it's hard, yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. And it will be okay. Yeah. And that's like kind of why you're here to say that because you went through it. Yes, totally. And I'm here standing on the flip side with a beautiful life. Yeah. With a positive outlook on life and the grass is much greener over here. Yeah. Because I watered it. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though. You, you know, the watering is like the work that you put in to get to that point. And it's going to take work, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of times people don't think there's an out, you know, mm-hmm. especially being at a young age or being in the military or just none of that. Just being in a marriage that's so toxic and you don't think you can get out of it or you have kids that you're staying for or there's some 
outer power that's keeping you in this toxic relationship, it's not good. It's not good for your kids. It's not good for you. It's not good for anything. And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things I've even learned just throughout this is if I'm not okay, nobody else around me is going to be okay because I'm not going to be able to spread a positive light at all. Yeah. You know, that now includes my son, but back then included my family and my Mm -hmm. friends. Mm -hmm. So I felt very alone because I wasn't okay. Yeah. Did you have people to talk to then? Back then, no, because, you know, I was like in this controlling situation where I really did lose a lot of friends. I mean, when you get married young, you're not like the fun one anymore, you know, like everybody's going out and all this. And I was like Susie Homemaker. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I used to tell people like, hey, you can invite me out. I'm still fun. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, nobody was around me enough to see it. Yeah. Um, And so truly on the flip side, when I did get out of it, I did feel like I had to rebuild my entire life. Mm. And I mean, I lost people during the marriage, but I lost a lot after the marriage too, Mm -hmm. which is something that I think is okay. I mean, looking back now, you lose things for a reason or relationships or people Mm -hmm. come in and out of your life for a reason. And it's so apparent now but in the moment you just don't see it you can look right past it even though it's right in front of your face like why were they even in your life to begin with and you just kind of have to like process that and I think that's one thing that through therapy I have become good at is like understanding that maybe if it doesn't make sense now Mm -hmm. it will make sense in a little bit yeah that's a really good like lens to look at it through yeah and it might take two days and it might take three years yeah but one day it will make sense yeah. So it's been really a learning and growing experience through all this. Yeah, totally. At the point that you recognized that it was toxic and you needed a divorce, like what was that process like? And how was that experience for after your divorce? Okay, so truly what it came down to is that I knew it was like it was leading up to it, but I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't even calling my mother and telling her like, "Hey, this might be happening." You know, you're like internalizing. I was internalizing everything only to me. I I literally did not tell a single soul what was going on in my relationship back at home. But, um, you know, ultimately, he kind of sat me down and was like, "This is what I want," and it was something that I didn't agree with sexually that he was asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and go outside of our marriage on. Which so, in itself is a whole nother layer of toxicity. Yes, that's a whole nother layer that we can get into maybe next episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring me back. <laughs> um, but it was either do that and break my, you know, core or get divorced. And truly, no matter which way you go on that, it's going to end in divorce. Yeah. When you're that upset in general... And you're coming to these conclusions, it was going to end in divorce. And I knew that. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, it was either going to be used against me if I did it, mm-hmm. and he'd probably still leave me, mm-hmm. or I just stick to my core and feel good about myself and just understand that, like, you know, there's been a lot of signs leading up to this. Yeah. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Let's go forward. We'll get a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to cause me so much pain. I knew it was going to be really hard. Um, so I went over to my mom's house and I told her and she was completely shocked, Mm -hmm. um, because it happened so quick, you know, like 
on the outside, everybody thinks you're okay. Yeah, because you're, you you're not sharing anybody. that with anyone. Yeah. Yeah, so everybody's in complete shock and it's just like, what is going on? What do you mean? And it's like, nope, this has actually been going on for a long time, but I haven't talked to anybody about it. Um, so I think my first piece of advice would be if you can talk to somebody about it during it, mm-hmm. talk to somebody about it because that might help you in the long run mm-hmm. process it a little bit quicker. For me, I internalized everything so much that I was like so damaged to the core when I did hit that final breaking point. I had so much repairing of myself to do because I didn't have any support at all along the way, but it wasn't because I didn't have support. It was because I didn't even like take the steps to allow somebody to support me. I lost friends. I didn't reach back out to them, Mm -hmm. you know, and then after the divorce, was a whole different mindset. Mm -hmm. Not only did I not have friends, I lost more friends because, you know, people kind of tend to pick sides, especially at 18. When you were 18 or 19, people are catty. You're still in high school pretty much. Yeah, College doesn't get that much better. I mean, it gets a little bit better, but truly, like, you still have those, like, just immature relationships. So people tend to pick sides and, you know, I came from like such a small town in Michigan that everybody knew each other. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, I would have went and said something, you know, people would maybe have believed me. If he went and said something, people did believe him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for him, he was looked at as this like hometown hero, you know, this war veteran. And he was great for the service that he did. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that we were perfect for each other. No. And, you know, and I wish him all the happiness in the world, truly. Mm But we were in a toxic relationship and that needed to end. It doesn't mean that he is a horrible person or I am a horrible person. Yeah. We were just in such a toxic relationship and we weren't right for each other. Yeah. In that moment, it was so hard to go through that because people did pick sides. So I lost friends. And then I started to, and this is a big one that I've like, it's taken therapy to understand why I felt so horrible about myself. I was putting all these labels on myself. Mm Mm-hmm. I was literally labeling myself that I had baggage because I was married, Mm -hmm. that I was just like a failure because I was divorced. Divorce does not equal failure at all. Mm -mm. Divorce almost would symbolize growth and you recognizing that you need to leave. Divorce is a possibility for a reason. Mm -hmm. If divorce wasn't possible, there would be sadly a higher rate of domestic you know yeah abuse abuse violence anything. violence ending in a place that we don't even want to yeah go you know yeah so divorce is there for a reason and truly it can be a great outlet mm-hmm. and i had to refocus my mindset from being or for from labeling myself mm-hmm. from being a failure and just like not a good why for anything like that i thought i could never be a wife again mm-hmm. because i failed And, like, that was scary. Was I not going to allow myself to ever even, like, fall in love again? You know? I wanted to be um, a wife, a mom, all these things, but I didn't know if I was going to be able to even allow myself to do that because I was a failure. Yeah. So it took a lot to realize that that's just so not true. 100%. None of those labels, labels are correct. You're not a failure, you know. Being a divorcee is not baggage. There's actually a whole club out here of us. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it it's should just, be celebrated at a certain should. point because it truly is a moment of growth. You know, it's so hard going through it, but it's a moment of growth where your whole life can change for the better. Yeah. And 
I feel like we are, like, as humanity, heading in that direction, that realm of celebrate, not, like, woo, divorce, but, like, it is growth. Yeah, and honestly, it's not even just divorce. People are stuck in these long domestic partnerships, Mm -hmm. and they feel like they can't leave. Mm -hmm. You can leave. Yes. The door is not that far away, Mm -hmm. and though it's really, really scary, there's people who who have been through the same thing or a similar situation that are waiting to help you out. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of it is like mindset, like you said, and me growing up Catholic, like that is frowned upon. Like growing up, it was like, you go to hell if you get divorced. Like maybe not that drastic, but it is like not allowed. Honest to God, in my entire extended family, I was the first one to ever get divorced. And I was There's a reason 18. for this. <laughs> I was 18, you guys. So young. I was a baby. Yeah. And I was so scared to tell my grandma and grandpas, my aunts and uncles. Mm-hmm. I was it. Well, I'm Honestly, proud of you. I might still be the only one. Oh, wait. There's <laughs> one more. I have a cousin that got divorced. But truly, truly, just breaking away from the church, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we're not, we don't believe in yeah. the greater power of God or anything mm-hmm. like that. But... God allowed this world to have divorce or a greater power did or somebody mm-hmm. created divorce to yeah. yeah, allow people to walk away from a dangerous, a potentially dangerous or toxic relationship or, you know, it's not something to be frowned upon. I totally but yes, agree. breaking free from the church truly because I was raised so Christian. Yeah. And you know then. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, truly just like. There's so many times where I felt shunned or shamed just for yeah. my choices. And all I was doing was just being a teenager or mm-hmm. being, you know, you're told like premarital sex is wrong, like all these things. Yeah. So I feel like that even pressured me to get married. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder how my mindset would have been if that were the case. I got proposed to with a microwave <laughs> and I didn't feel like I had to get married because I was... yeah having sex before marriage like yeah. I do wonder sometimes like how it would be different totally I what yeah. if I accepted that microwave proposal I don't know <laughs> I can't get over this microwave thing <laughs> that's too good I mean yeah that is like a whole like I didn't even I didn't even think about that but that is it yeah. there are so many underlying factors that it truly like shapes you without you even realizing um how how it's going to you know what i mean affect yeah. your life it yeah. really does shape shape you um silently yeah it's crazy that is crazy and now that you're on the other side of it like dating again and like when i first met you you were single i know <laughs> living the life <laughs> and now you're engaged to one of chris's best friends <laughs> So, I mean, how was that? Like, how was that experience, like, moving to Chicago and, like, starting to date again? Yeah. Well, I think it goes back a little bit. I I kind of, it was really liberating when I finalized my divorce. And I, the first, when I first started dating, I definitely still had the labels on myself. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, I have to tell this guy because it's baggage. He's not going to want to talk to me about Mm -hmm. it again talking about it I think more norm like normalized it more for me Mm -hmm. but not a single person thought it was baggage that I went through a divorce yeah and we talked about this before I used to say like 
thank goodness I didn't have a baby or this or that because I was just so damaged that I needed to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter if you have a baby and you go through divorce. That's a blessing. That is not baggage. Yeah. And somebody will see it like that. Mm-hmm. And me going through divorce, maybe it just meant that I knew what I wanted the next time. Mm-hmm. But I had to start trialing dating because if I didn't allow myself to even date, I would have never even allowed myself to or allowed myself to love again. And I truly thought I wasn't even worthy of that when I got divorced. So you almost, I personally had to force myself to get back into the game. Yeah. But it was really hard. I can't imagine. All because I labeled myself. Mm -hmm. So just hearing that over and over me telling myself, you are not that label. Mm -hmm. That label is not you. It's just not true. Yeah. I was, I was a strong, independent woman out there in the dating world. Hell yeah. You know? When did you start therapy though? I started therapy. Well, I think my, my mom encouraged it and truly like I was against it at first. Were you really? Yes, I was. But like, I I think out of embarrassment, not like Mm -hmm. being against it. So it was post divorce finalizing. Um, I was probably like 19 and a half. Oh, that's good that you went that early though. Yeah, I mean, I got divorced early. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. But like, when you're that young, like, I wouldn't yeah. know if you would Maybe take 20, that advice. Twenty or... and a half. That's, I don't know. That's somewhere. Awesome. Yeah, probably like six months after, I was actually somewhere in like between the six month and a year mark of like being totally divorced. Because I mean, it takes a little bit after you're separated. Yeah. Um, I think. So going into dating was like, it was so scary, but I had to fight the labels that I was labeling on myself Mm -hmm. to, to get out there. And again, not a single person said it was baggage. That was me saying that. Yeah. And it was me proving to myself that I was worthy of finding somebody. Mm. And it was nice when people were like interested or took interest in me again. Yeah. I hadn't really felt that. I mean, I was dating in high school, mm-hmm. you know, a totally different. Ball I, game. I don't even know if I was taken on a proper date, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like to actually get out there and date again was great. And it, it will give you confidence over time and all of that. But you know, I, I just kept saying even to my family that as long as I could help, like it didn't make sense. Like we were saying before, sometimes it takes two days or, or three years to like, show you why you went through something yeah but for me I just needed to know that if I could help one more person through a similar situation it was for a reason yeah and so I think that was the turning point and also then released me into being able to open up myself open up myself to dating Mm -hmm. again so somebody had reached out and was also in a similar toxic military relationship it was a friend from high school and I was able to, you know, give her my attorney's name and like even just that little bit of information to her helped her so much. And yeah. then she was able to use me as an outlet for like what the next steps could be. And then, you know, That's just amazing. like having an ear to listen to. So just knowing you're not alone, I think it goes a really long way. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just like, you know, for me, moving away really like opened up a lot of doors for me too, mm-hmm. to you know, at first I lived in Colorado and then I moved to Chicago where I met my fiance Mm -hmm. and some of the greatest people, some of the, our best friends, but, (laughs) um, dating was hard at first because I was labeling myself. Yeah. Beyond that, once you get through that, it's fun. Yeah. It was really fun. So fun. But you do have to recognize early on that 
it's very easy to fall back into similar patterns. Mm. And I knew I had to make sure I wouldn't fall into another relationship that would follow the same patterns as my ex. Yeah. So that's another huge thing to to keep in mind. When you're dating post-divorce and it truly was toxic, you want to recognize those patterns earlier on. And I think, I can't stress this enough, therapy will help you recognize those so much quicker than before. Yeah. Instead of like hopping into the next relationship. Oh my gosh, yes. For me personally, that would have never worked. Yeah. I really had to dive deep and just like figure it out, you know, figure out why I got to that point and how to avoid it in the future. So truly between therapy and just realizing that I was going to be okay, like it allows you to go a lot further. Yeah. That's amazing. And then how did you know you were ready to get engaged again? Well, do we ever really know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know this, but um, to our listeners, Nick is great. Yes. I mean, he's been so supportive. I will tell you that the first, I guess backing up a little bit, Nick was probably the like seventh person in like that decade span. Yeah. Pretty much that I had had to have the conversation like, you know, I was actually married before. <laughs> I'm a true divorcee. Cheers. <laughs> And I remember us sitting at a restaurant that we used to go to in our neighborhood in Chicago, Broken English. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Frank. <laughs> I do his if hair. You're listening. Yes, I do his hair and he makes great tacos. Um, Broken English is a great, great place, but we had this like conversation and he was great. And I think this is actually a turning point where I knew because my friend had asked me, like, do you see him in your future? And I said, oh, my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Because of this conversation. When really? I, yes. When oh, I, I had talked to him. I know. So deep. But um, when I had talked to him, he actually had already known that I was a divorcee. Oh. Interesting. So, you know, <laughs> he was just so supportive. You know, I thought I was telling him for the first time, but... He allowed me, even though he knew, he allowed me to come to him. Yeah. Because he knew it was such a hard topic to talk about. Yeah. You know? And it it really was. I mean, I was, like, tearing up because I saw him in my future. And the fact that he was so supportive and reminded me, like, hey, that's okay. Yeah. What does that that mean? It means nothing. Nothing. That was your past. I'm your future. Mm -hmm. From there on out, I truly was like, wow, this guy is great. Yeah. Somebody is going to make you feel so secure in your, in honestly every realm of your life Mm -hmm. that you will just know. Like I knew Nick was meant to be in my future one way or another. And that's when I knew I totally could see him being it, you know? Yeah. That's great. I didn't know that. That's so fun. And now you're a new mom. I know. Which is amazing. I know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. It happened so, like, it feels like it just started yesterday, but yeah, I think it's lack of sleep. Probably. <laughs> you basically floating Those on a cloud. Those first months are, like, a huge blur. I'm still in survival mode, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, and you got your wedding coming up. There's just so many good things, and I think, I think you're right. Like, everything happens for a reason, and what you went through kind of laid the foundation of what you want in a relationship and where you want to go from there. Totally. I think that 
really just knowing what I truly wanted in the end, I allowed myself to take the right steps and then met the right person. And here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, Motherhood is the most beautiful, most difficult (laughs) thing in the entire world. Yes. And I hope that every person that wants to experience that is able to experience it. Um, I know for us, another reason Nick was totally my person is how supportive he was even um, in that journey because we did have to go to a fertility clinic Mm -hmm. and he was so supportive of it, whether it was going to work or not. Yeah. And praise be, it worked. Yeah. And we have the most beautiful little boy, Roman. He's the cutest. I know. He's, I mean, I'm biased. He's (laughs) He's so cute. cute. (laughs) Um, And he's happy and he's healthy and, you know. It's all that matters. That is all that matters. And then we're getting married in March and your life truly can still be what you dream of no matter if it's on your timeline that you want no matter if you have to go through something you never thought you would have to go through to get there Mm -hmm. there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you just have to know that there there truly is somebody out there that is rooting for you and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be okay but just recognize when you recognize that you're in a situation that you shouldn't be in it's time to get out and then all you have to do is find the divorcee club Hell yeah. And we'll help you through it. I love that. <laughs> it's a fun place to be. It really is. Courtney, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you for having me. Love you. I love you. <laughs> Courtney's out. Hell yeah. <laughs>